0: Welcome. I'm Julie Bacon, and you're listening to the Mindset Coaching for Handlers podcast, a podcast for dog handlers who are on a mission to achieve big goals. Here I share lessons, insights, personal stories, and tools you can apply during your next show, trial, or test to help you strengthen your mental game and hopefully cue more consistently. Be sure to check out the show notes where you'll find details about the episodes, plus important links, including the link to the Dogged Planner and Workbook created just for handlers on a mission. So if you're ready to improve your competitive mindset, get out of your own way and connect with your dog like never before, then it's time to get comfy, bring an open mind and work your mindset everyone, welcome back to the podcast. Okay, this week we're talking about flow. Flow is that elusive thing that everybody wants and no one can really define or few can figure out how to get there on demand. Okay. So when we talk about flow, what we mean is a flow state. It's kind of short for flow state. And it's something that has been studied a lot by scientists and researchers and, you know, sports psychologists, especially, and people who really are trying to help athletes perform at their best. And flow state does not just exist for athletes. Okay. Flow state can exist any time that you are just really into something fully and presently, and sort of time falls away, you might not even know how much time you just spent doing a thing, you know, nothing else exists, just every nothing, everything falls away, and you're just so in that moment. And for athletes, I think that another aspect of, of it, and I doubt this is in the dictionary, <laughs> um, but another aspect of that is is this concept of like, you're clicking, right? You're just, you're so connected to your dog in our case, in our sport, you know, or if you were skiing, you know, you're just so connected and everything is just working and feels very effortless. You know, the, for us, the connection feels effortless. You know, we're cueing our dogs, our, you know, our dogs are just sort of reading us. It's this is very like, I don't know, symbiotic teammate sort of graceful element to it and i think that that is a, a really an important distinction from probably how flow state is Maybe talked about from a research perspective and how flow state is talked about when it comes to sports. Because I think in sports, there is that element of things are going well. No one really says, I was so in flow when I, you know, crashed into the tree. (laughs) You know, it doesn't usually really happen. Usually when they're defining a flow state, everything's going right, you know, everything's going well, everything is just gelling. And it is, it has this, I think what makes it hard to define is it has this really emotional component to it, right? I mean, when we define those things, even as I'm using the words I'm using and trying to be very careful with my word choice, I'm realizing how subjective perhaps or emotional my language is in this moment. And I think that's what makes flow hard to define for some people, but then also then hard to get into because how do you reach for how do you develop flow as a skill if you can't really define it with very clear concrete you know dictionary like words and the thing is is you can okay we can get you there ideally we want to be able to call up flow state almost in like a snap of the fingers we want to just be able to get there and get there quickly And the way that we do that is we teach ourselves how to get into the present moment and start to block out everything else. Now, on one hand, this concept of blocking out everything is kind of like saying a don't, you know, don't think about other things, you know, don't think about the fact that, you know, there's that those two dogs are fighting in the corner or whatever, right? Don't think, and, and always saying the word don't isn't really great when we're trying to work on our mindset because, you know, if I say don't think about pink elephants, what are you going to think about, right? Pink elephants. It doesn't really work. And research backs that up, right? Research says is you can't really think of what not to do. You have to instead replace the thought with what you do want. So to say you want to block everything out is almost to say like, don't think about anything else. I don't think it works that well. Instead, what you want to be is so incredibly present in the moment, focused on your dog, focused only on on the things that are important to you in that moment for that competition or that run or, you know, that day that everything else is sort of falling away, that nothing else matters. You'll hear a lot of athletes a lot of dog people too, but a lot of athletes talk about the fact that like they didn't even hear the crowd or they didn't even, you know, notice this, the plane that flew over or, you know, something that happened during their run because they were so in the present moment, so focused on what they were doing that again, nothing, everything else fell away. And it wasn't that they were trying to push things out of their mind. It's just that they were so present and and focused in a state of almost hyper focus that nothing else could enter their mind. Um, I know when I was riding um, horses for sure I noticed that and the only thing that would ever get through in that moment was the sound of my coach's voice. I swear to God she could have whispered from the other side of the ring and I would have heard her because that everything else was locked out except for, you know, myself, my horse, and apparently her voice, right? So there are some things that get in there, you know, because they are things that are important to us in the moment. So if you listen to the language I'm saying, if you were to replay this, you would hear that I said, you know, present moment and focus a whole bunch. And that's what's great about, you know, nerves in a sense, because what nerves do is besides telling us and reminding us that we care and that we care about the outcome, what nerves do is it it really gets our juices going, right? It gets our senses heightened. And it can really lead us to this point of a hyper focus because it is a bit of an excitement and we are so focused on the thing that we need to go do. So hyperfocus can be really positive. It's like anything, it's a Goldilocks problem. Too much, not good, too little, not good. We have to find our just right in all of that. So but hyper-focus and combined with being really in the present moment, in my opinion, is one of the fastest ways to get into that flow state, to get where nothing else matters. You're just focused on your dog. Now, for the piece of it that everything is going right. Well, we rely on our skills. That's where we have faith in our training. We have faith in our dogs and in ourselves to execute and to do the challenge that is set up for us in the ring, that we have practiced for this, proofed, you know, trialed, had enough experience that we are ready for this moment. All right. And that connects to confidence. Because if we are not confident that we can run this course or do this healing pattern or you know execute against these signs perhaps in rally if we're not confident in that then doubt starts to creep in and then doubt can be itself distracting and pull us away from the present moment it's all really connected kind of in an annoying way sometimes but it's all connected okay so that's why working on our mindset Is kind of complicated and is an all the time sort of thing. We can't just decide that, oh, I'm going to work on my mindset the week before I leave for this big event. You have to kind of be doing it all the time, right? Because there's so many aspects to it and they're all really interrelated. So let's go back and talk about, well, actually, you know what? We're going to finish something off first. We're going to finish off this piece of the confidence and faith in your dog and faith in your training, okay? And What I want to say about that is we are constantly training our dogs, even at home, even right now, you know, I'm recording this podcast and my dogs are learning or have learned, I should say it is season four, that when I am appearingly talking to myself, um, that they are just going to like lie down and ignore me because they're not going to get my attention anyway, right? So again, Train them to do that, not necessarily consciously, just been reinforced. All right. So we're always training our dogs. We're always working with our dogs. And then there's classes and then there's seminars and then there's all of the ways that we interact with them on a constant basis. Okay. So because we're always training our dogs, I always think that we are way too hard on our belief in our preparation, right? We don't believe in ourselves enough. We don't believe that we're ready. We don't believe that. The challenges that we face, the classes that we've taken, the trials that we've already entered, the experience that we already have is enough, that it's going to fall short. And the truth is, is our, our training, our skills are so much stronger than we think we are, that the belief in them is the only problem. Okay, that confidence piece, which is a skill, it can be learned, but believing in our training and trusting in our training and knowing that that challenge that is set up in the ring for us today is doable and is within our skill set and that we can handle it. That's the piece that will get you to, you know, once you're in that flow state, that's that aspect of the flow state that is you and your dog just working as the dream team right? Because you trusted your training and your training is being allowed to play out because in a sense, you're not blocking it. You know, you're just, you're letting it play out because you're in that moment. Okay. Does that make sense? Okay. So right after this, we're going to pick up on the other two aspects of getting into the flow state, focus and being in the present moment. This is a shameless plug for my dogged planner. I created a planner workbook and journal designed just for handlers with big goals. It's been years in the making and it is finally available and I'm super proud of it. The link to learn more is in the show notes, but quickly, the Dogged Planner has goal setting pages, title tracking, a place to record health information, in-season date capture, notes pages, and monthly and weekly calendars. The workbook is everything except the calendar. And the journal is blank for seminar notes, rehab plans, training notes, agility stickers, or whatever else you may need. All are available on Amazon and are made to order. So if you're serious about slaying your goals this year, then you need the dogged planners. Okay, so focus in being in the present moment how do we get there? How do we block everything out and just get in that moment where we can just execute with our dogs? All right. So two pieces. Um, Let's start with focus. So focus is a bit of a learned thing. I am of an age that I believe that we might have been teaching ourselves to focus for longer periods of time a couple decades ago than maybe we are now. With all like the screen time and all the competition for our attention, it feels like we are not as good at focusing for long periods of time as we once might have been. And maybe we were never that good at it. We just were better at making ourselves do it. (laughs) I'm not really sure. We can debate that some other time. But the truth is, is being able to focus Focus is really important for us, okay? Because we need to be able to focus on one thing for as long as we're in the ring. Now, if you're playing agility, that you might need to focus for a minute, okay? Doesn't feel like a lot until you try to sit down and visualize or try to sit down and actually even meditate for one minute and think about nothing other than your breathing. You'll realize how quickly and how easily it is to get distracted. But we can build that focus muscle then. We can practice things like meditation, we can practice visualization, we can practice thinking about one thing for one minute and improve. All right. That is a skill. We can work on focus. For those of us who are in other rings like obedience, where you might be in that ring for five minutes, or in my case, when I do carting and draft work with my dogs, sometimes I'm in the ring for eight or 12 minutes, depending on how things are going. Um, You know, that's much harder. It's much harder to focus for that length of time. Now, in those cases, I would argue that you focus turns on And wavers for a minute and then turns back on because it is hard to maintain focus for, you know, eight minutes without any breaks or distractions. So in those cases, we have to get good at getting back into focus, right? Getting back, getting our minds back from wherever they just drifted to, all right? And we do that with repetition, of course, you know, you've gotten this far already just by doing it with repetition and getting better and better at holding it. But if you've ever been in the ring and you've kind of forgotten where you're going or forgotten what's next, or, you know, just kind of had that moment of like, oh, wait, I, distraction, you know, it's costly because a lot of times when we get distracted, our dogs will disconnect. Happens that fast, right? We all have stories about that. And so we want to make sure that we are, we have the mental stamina to focus for those lengths of time, whatever lengths of time that we need. And yes, I'm going to say it. Meditation is a really good way of doing that. And a really simple way to do that is just to focus on just your breathing or just sounds or go for a walk with your dogs even, and just for, you know, set your timer on your watch or phone or whatever. And for one minute, just listen to the sounds. What are you hearing? And only focus on sounds. Are there birds? Is there wind? Did a plane fly over? Are the geese migrating? Like what is going on in sounds, right? Or focus on just your breathing. Sit in a chair. It doesn't have to be cross-legged on a floor with incense going. You can just sit in a chair and close your eyes and focus on your breathing for one minute. Set a timer. See if you can do it. And the thing is, you will soon realize that our brains aren't as conditioned to do that anymore. And the truth is, is if we were to do that, even a few times a week, if we get a little better at it, um, we do a lot of good for our nervous system. A lot of good for our nervous system. Our parasympathetic nervous system gets a break. It gets some relief. We start strengthening that Quote unquote muscle, if you will, that ability to calm down. But all the while, what we're doing is we are improving our ability to focus for longer periods of time, which is only going to help us in the ring. Okay. The other aspect of it is being in the present moment. So being in the present moment, again, is not thinking about anything else that is going on yesterday, tomorrow an hour ago in 20 minutes, right? So walking into the ring and not worrying about the fact that you might have a conflict or after this dog, you got to, you know, get out your next dog and run to the other ring or whatever, whatever. It's just being here now and that too can be strengthened with meditation right that that is kind of a learned skill that we can practice being in this moment right here and pack, practice paying attention only to the things in front of us and like meditation there are things you can do just again sitting and staring at a tree out the window and just being there for a minute and just realizing how many thoughts are, are and are not going through your head or what you can be doing or what you can be thinking or what's going through your brain and just letting things go. And, and kind of almost saying kind of the way I do it is I just tell myself not now and I let that other thought go right? In other words, you're sitting there and thoughts of your, what you need to get at the grocery store run through your brain. And I just say, thank you. Not now, not now. I can deal with that later. Not now. And you just come back to the present moment. So how these things all work to kind of coalesce, come together when we walk into the ring is we are teaching ourselves kind of not now for all these other distractions. And we're just saying that like right now, I'm with my dog. I am with my dog in this moment, focused on the things that we need to do to execute. That is all that matters. That is all I'm going to think about. And this is where I start this conversation. You know, walk into the ring. There's probably a judge or there's a timer or there's some other distraction. And you just kind of like when you meditate and a distraction comes up, you just say, I acknowledge it. And I move on back to my dog's. Right, you don't let your attention just jump to these other things. You sort of almost do it with your like a, a side eye, a little peripheral vision sort of thing, or a peripheral like hearing kind of thing. You just sort of acknowledge it, but you don't give it your full attention. There's a difference between noticing something and giving it your attention. So you can notice the timer, you know, saying go or ready. You can notice the judge saying, you know, come on in. Are you ready? Start off here. You know, you can notice the fact that the person is bringing you into the gate or there's another judge in the ring or something like that, but they don't need to get your attention. The only attention that is necessary is your dog and the things that you have to execute together, i.e. process goals, in order to do your run. Okay. So when we figure out the difference between notice and attention, and we realize that not everything deserves our attention, then it makes it easier to come back into the present moment and get hyper focused on the things that we need to do to execute against our runs. Does that make sense? So it, you know, flow is this one of these things that sounds very magical and mystical and unattainable and all of that kind of stuff, when really it is a collection of skills that that someone has worked really hard to obtain and attain and they do that with repetition, but you these are also things that you can be doing like kind of without your dog. Okay. So I want you to think about how you can be bringing more of this in your life, first of all. And the other thing I want you to be aware of this weekend, whatever you're doing, whatever ring you're walking into is what are the kinds of things that distract you? What are the kinds of things that get your attention rather than you just noticing? Okay. What's pulling your focus away from your dog, away from the present moment? What is pulling you out? And in some cases people use these things that are pulling them out as a distraction for their nerves. Okay. Sometimes that's good. Sometimes it's too much. (laughs) Okay. You know, sometimes they, they want to feel anything but nervous. So they look to all these outside things. Okay, we can, we can unpack that in, in a separate episode. Um, but notice if that's what you're doing, then good to know. Um, and just try to get under underneath of like, what are the things that are distracting you and why? Why do you think you're distracted? Do you want to be distracted because you're uncomfortable? Um, are you uncomfortable for what reason? You're comfortable, uncomfortable because you're trying something harder, um, you up-leveled in a new class, or, you know, maybe you're nervous and you're trying to distract yourself. There's a reason, okay? But whatever you're distracting yourself, notice it, Put it in the notice bucket rather instead of giving it your attention and if you start there you will start getting yourself back into that present moment quicker and hopefully getting that hyper focus you need to really walk into the ring and execute the skills that you know you have that you're confident that you have and the thing that you know that you can do with your dog okay so that's where to start give that a go this weekend And no matter what you're up to this week, I hope you have a fantastic week with your dogs. Thanks so much for listening to the Mindset Coaching for Handlers podcast with me, Julie Bacon. I am so grateful for your precious time. Check out my Dogged Planner workbook and journal available on Amazon. Just search for Dogged Planner. I also offer monthly membership that's perfect for ongoing support of your awesome goals. Check out theqcoach.com for details, or just stop by and check out all the ways you can work on your mindset. And be sure to follow me on Facebook and Instagram at The and let me know how it's going. Finally, please share, subscribe, and leave a review. This helps us podcasters tremendously. Plus, I know I get my best podcast recommendations from friends. Thanks and have a great week with your dogs.